Hi, tech entrepreneurs. Get ready to be in the know because on Automate Innovate, we're serving up more tech trends in 2024. From AI changes in society, sustainability and energy, and data model security to the rise of AI relationships, we've got the lowdown on everything you need to stay ahead in the tech game. Don't miss out on the trends that's shaping the future. I'm Kendall Matthews. I'm Alex Astafiev. Wonderful. And thank you, everyone, for coming back to another great episode. And we're talking about the future of generative AI today. And Alex, I know we have some good, good points that we're going to be talking about today. I know it's AI changes in society, sustainable and energy and data models and even security. And I know that there's also some fun things that we're going to throw in today for the for folks who are listening, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I'm really happy to have this conversation today. I think 2024 started absolutely like on a very great and amazing note. And uh, many uh, great thought leaders and speakers talked in uh, on Davos Forum about the future of AI like probably a week ago. And uh, also, I think the overall the community um, related to anything AI uh, already created sort of a roadmap of what to do, what to expect in 2024. So we, like humanity is fully prepared. We are on the way to usher into the age of AI. And today I think we will uh, guide you through our dear listeners' uh, main points of what to expect uh, regarding the future of generative AI in 2024 and maybe a bit beyond. I know. And one of the things that is happening right now is so many things are happening in society that is changing because of AI. And I don't think a lot of people are, are know about it. Of course, folks who are in the technology space like us, but a lot of folks who are just hearing about it, like the open AI and the chat GPT, there's a lot more to it, isn't it? Absolutely. There's, uh, we can start with a very, uh, like, you know, down to the ground example. So uh, companies as of now, uh, and not one company, but really like a huge number of them are working on a new device, right? Because if we are thinking about one of the prime devices that everyone has today, that definitely uh, I think is iPhone, right? iPhone changed a lot due to its style, due to its design and uh, functionality. And there's several companies uh, working on uh, launching uh, the next big thing like iPhone, for example, uh, I can give you a few names, like um, a, a company like Humane is working on a screenless and wearable uh, device powered by ChatGPT, right? And it will be interacting uh, with, with users through voice and gestures, for example. Uh, another company named Rewind is uh, now uh, working on wearable pendant uh, records, and anal- um, which is able to analyze audio, right? It will be directing through application and voice. Uh, next one is called Simply Tab, uh, and uh, it's a wearable necklace uh, that records and analyzes audio with GPT-4. And yet another one is uh, like a new operational system called Rabbit. It's LLM-based operating system, basically Air one device uh, with buttons, screen, voice, and so on. So what we will have in, in 2024 and maybe in 2025 as well is the appearance of these new devices uh, which are built around GPT technology. Yeah, and that Rabbit device, I saw a couple of demos for that and it just looks amazing. 
about what it can do, the simplicity of it, not relying on a whole bunch of buttons and just even the dials. It's like going back in the past to figure out how to work in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Like, would you want uh, any of the devices I mentioned? What do you think? Would you buy one uh, on on the first day? I, I believe that rabbit that's coming out. I'm on the waiting list for that. No, oh, that 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 that's really really cool. And now uh, there's also like my personal uh, favorite is um, uh, AI powered Ray Ban smart glasses, which are being produced by Meta company. You know, I think that's something both stylish and, and practical and i think that, that that's my choice out of everything i mentioned oh yeah i did see those because um the technology there with being able to what i like about that it's even if you are recording it has a little lidar flash so you so people can know that you're actually doing something so they kind of thought about security in, in front of that development of that product Yes, and uh, apparently OpenAI, um, which is spearheading all this revolution with AI, is uh, developing a device, and we don't have many details about it, but it's supposed to be iPhone of AI. So I'm very excited to see what they come up with. Uh, there's no detailed information yet, but uh, there are many talks about it being developed right now. Well, with all, all these things being developed, yeah, I believe that energy costs and even all the new data models that are coming out is going to be something that a lot of folks need to, especially business owners and entrepreneurs need to think about in the future as they're looking at how does this affect the environment or how does it affect, how can we make these data models even smaller? Yeah, definitely. Sustainability, like it's been a a huge topic in recent years and ESG and sustainability, but I think AI just even pushes this forward because apparently uh, there's uh, uh, the projection for annual electricity consumption uh, by the data centers of uh, the prime companies is expected to be so high that we'll probably need additional nuclear power. At least at this point in time, it seems to be the most reasonable solution. And we can actually say that uh, according to data, uh, annual electricity consumption by NVIDIA exceeds the annual electricity consumption by of some of the countries. Like, say, NVIDIA uh, consumes more than Guatemala or Costa Rica uh, by roughly like 20-30%. Wow. So, just speaking about just, just NVIDIA, and that's not the only company, right, using uh, AI data centers and models, uh, they already consume like way more than the whole country, neighboring countries. So we'll definitely, we'll need way more. And um, this is just one of the examples where AI can, uh, by revolutionizing not only how we interact with society, it also revolutionizes and probably pushes forward the search for uh, new sustainable energy, right? And uh, there are many answers to what can be done. And nuclear power is just one of them. Uh, but anyways, uh, as a real revolutionary technology does, you know, what AI does is, is pushing forward uh, humanity in many fields, not only in software. Most definitely. I'm glad you brought that up because it's going to be pushing, and I know we talked about this before, but the healthcare field, because generative AI is going to be able to assist in medical images, diagnosing diseases, and even I saw some things predicting patient outcomes, which is it's just amazing. Yes, uh, absolutely. And there's there's a, like sort of a counter trend. Like some of the uh, AI models uh, are very huge and and they they consume a lot and 
they are maybe a little bit slower on uh, in how they work uh, um, but uh, still there's like a counter trend uh, of uh, more tailored and small models which are tailored for doing specific things and uh, what experts are talking about now is that in in, in some industries uh, that are very specific uh, probably pocket-sized models will be prevailing, and they are not uh, that power-hungry, right? You know, for example, uh, what you mentioned is absolutely true. Healthcare is one such industry where uh, pocket-sized models can really shine because they're doing specific things and they're tailored to do exactly this. Uh, and you probably won't be asking uh, AI model which works in healthcare about you know something you would ask uh, ChatGPT right now, just you know, openly about anything. Uh, there's also two more industries, finance and the law industry, where very tailored, like a narrow but still effective models uh, are showing themselves to be really effective, right? And uh, uh, if you search the web, there's the, there are different opinions, but I would say that the prevalent opinion expressed by CEOs and uh, experts and analysts in, uh, for uh, healthcare, law, and finance is that uh, this is the way to go. We, we want to be early adopters, uh, and uh, they have really high expectations of boosting the efficiency, reducing mistakes, you know, helping humans, and so on. So the overall approach for this uh, industry is where we have specific tasks is that, yes, this, this is something we need to adopt. We shouldn't be afraid of it. I would say the majority uh, are very positive about things coming up. Right, and I think it goes along with just lines of human nature because a lot of things have been generalist, but now we're getting to specialized models now. So, and then those specialized models with where a lot of people say they're fearful of AI taking their jobs, they're going to understand that they can utilize these specialized models with their specialized knowledge with, that they've acquired over the years because they're going to be able to use these platforms and these large language models or even specialized language models, as you call them, pockets, okay. of being able to fine-tune them to what they're specifically doing, which you, which AI can't do right now. It still needs to have a human in the loop guiding them to be able to produce the results of the outcomes that is needed. Yes, yes. And there's, there's also, um, I think there's a, there's a very important thing is that uh, if you look at uh, labor productivity globally, and we, we can actually take uh, an example of the United States, right? Uh, so uh, labor productivity growth has stagnated uh, in recent years. And that's just statistical fact, right? And uh, uh, this affects so like the whole industry, the way we live, uh, you know, our income and uh, everyday work as well. For example, um, from 2007 to 2019, we had just 1.5% productivity growth, right? And uh, what started in 2007 has been the stagnation uh, at roughly one. Point five percent overall. Like uh, since uh, the, the the middle of previous century uh, till today, uh, the overall growth has been two point one percent only, right? Because the, so there were decades uh, in the specifically in the eighties and nineties and beginning of two thousands when uh, there was a significant growth, like, like visible and so on. But then there's some stagnation, and uh, AI comes in just at the right moment, right? So we probably reached our peak of productivity growth and uh, stagnation doesn't serve us really well, right? So that's where AI kicks in. Right, and and I think that that new research by MIT that just came out that's talking about that 
well, hold on, folks. AI is not going to take your jobs quite yet. And they've done the research to find that out, that it's going to be a, a very small subset of individuals who might be displaced, but the opportunity is going to be uh, substantial for those individuals who are taking the lead in upskilling themselves in their in how their corporations and, and employers are making sure that their team members have the skills, the tools, and the training to be able to retrain in this environment right now. Yes, I think I think you're absolutely right that but it has been happening throughout human's history. You know, there was once a profession, a very respected one and a crucial one. People would be delivering water to different, uh, you know, places, uh, let's say in the county or within the state, right? Because not, not every place ha- had its own water. And uh, these people delivering water were, were really needed, right? And um, what happened is that... Uh, we just created, you know, connections and, and uh, water st- started flowing to different places, all basically on its own. And uh, after mobile industry uh, appearing, ju- just made it way simpler and so on. So this once respected and like a very important profession just disappeared, it dissolved. Uh, but I wouldn't say that it left a huge, uh, like a mark on the humanity, like people losing jobs and it was such a tragedy. No, because this, uh, usually these changes, they are always covered and compensated um, uh, in case uh, you are, you know, like you're allowing yourself some adaptability. Because when some of the opportunities disappear, or let's say some professions get outdated, uh, it it has been happening throughout all our our history, it's usually compensated in a way uh, by the fact that if you're adaptable, if you want to look for something new, there will be new opportunities for you. And probably if we uh, take into account the technological pro- pro- progress, these new opportunities, they will be more interesting and more lucrative, right? And you can probably earn more or you can be a pioneer in a certain industry and so on. So um, overall, I, I would say adaptability covers, the, uh, at least partially covers the, all, all the negative aspects uh, related to dis- disappearance of some of the you know, occupations and jobs. This episode is sponsored by Electronique, the AI RPA platform that manages how humans and software bots work together. Visit electronique.com. Right. And one of the things that is going to be changed, and it's going to be changed massively, is the securities field and cybersecurity and everything that's going around that. Because I don't know about you, but I've noticed so much, so many news articles talking about different hacking groups, either gov- state-sponsored or small groups in, in different countries, are just attacking either small state and local governments, are going after the, like the casinos in, in Las Vegas. It's happening more and more every day, and I, it's, it seems to go- coincide with these large language models and the AI that's produced that security is going to be the forefront of everybody's mind. Yes, the experts are talking a lot now about about actually new challenges and new possibilities and opportunities in the cybersecurity space, right? It has always been a huge topic, but uh, probably like what most of the experts say now is that we have to just, uh, just agree and live with the fact that uh, LLMs will never be completely secure. Right, so there will always be some gaps and, and some possibilities for harmful actions. Now, our goal here is to understand this fact and work with this and uh, build solutions that will help mitigate these threats and risks. But of course, like if you look at human nature, and uh, this is also like, basically a fact, 
there will always be people trying to exploit new technology or uh, new possibilities, you know, and just using it for in different, many harmful ways, unfortunately. And, uh, of course, the United States being also the spearhead of this AI revolution uh, is all, like, frequently targeted by different hacker groups. It's uh, It started, uh, like, I would say it started maybe like 10 years ago, as I noticed, and it's just growing. And, of course, yes, United States are targeted most of the times being the leader of all of this, yes. And I think if we want to take it to a the small business level as well in the enterprise business, medium businesses, I think one of the things that businesses really need to be focused on is how secure are their APIs and what are they doing to making sure that their APIs that are in transit are secure. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, uh, of course, like, uh, so security is the key here and um, what sam altman said um, during the devos forum um is that uh our goal here is to avoid uh the possibility of uh ai hiroshima you know because uh humanity previously as he said did some mistakes but uh our goal here is to uh, thread carefully and think twice and uh, try to uh, you know, mitigate all the possible difficulties and risks and so on. So there's there's a lot of great minds working on this. Uh, all the major businesses are into AI. Uh, experts are talking about this, and we are talking about this on our podcast as well, right? So so there's, we're spreading the awareness of the trends. Um, and I would say there's pretty good chances, I, I see, that uh, cybersecurity will be in place and uh, we'll be able to uh, predict possible risks. Uh, you know, the best part of humanity definitely works on on the right side, on the side of progress and, and, and safety, right? So with the exception of uh, a small amount of people who just try to exploit things, but it, it, it's not only AI-related. It has always been like that. So I think we have pretty good chances. But there's also one more topic I want to raise is that, uh, and it, re- it is related to uh, how we interact with the society, and this is, this is being changed by AI. Apparently, um, what's on the rise is, um, uh, different appli- are different applications and services for uh, younger generation, specifically Generation uh, Z, which uh, allow to create um, a virtual AI girlfriend, for example. So what do you think of this, Kendall? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you talking about Sam Altman and how many of those AI applications are just flooding the that chat GPT store now. Yes, yes. So uh, what do you think, uh, Kendall? Um, uh, is this just a feature uh, f- for the younger generation? Because we know that there's an epidemic of loneliness, right, uh, f- f- for the young generation. But how do you feel about this? Yeah. Well, exactly. I th- I think it's going to be... I think about it's going to be not only for the younger generation, but for the older generation as well. Think about how many of those individuals who are in their, I like to call them our seasoned citizens, you know, those individuals who might be over 70 years old or so who are widowed and for a long time and they don't have anyone to talk to right now or in their homebound. And I think that this these tools are going to be very prolific in that industry as or that age group as well. So not just for the younger generation, but for those individuals who have had had relationships and no longer have them. They are homebound. They can't get out of the house, but they can get on their their internet and 
and have a discussion. And, and I've seen even relationships with these images and with this text that just seems to be talking to them and understanding their their deepest thoughts, pains, and being able to interact with them on a on an hourly basis, whenever they want. They don't have to wait for someone to pick up the phone anymore, Alex. Mm, yeah, that, that, that's a great idea for a startup, actually. I think, like, like of course, the, the older generations, they also need attention, right? As, as any, any, any humans need attention. And probably things are moving so fast uh, in these years because, you know, from my experience, uh, I can talk a lot about the beginning of 2000s, right? So that's, that's where probably uh, uh, when I was like... Uh, something around maybe like uh, 20 years old and uh, I, I just have a lot of impressions from that period of time. But even this like 2000 is seems to be so far away because each year I have a feeling that, that you know, time is running faster and faster and more events are happening uh, every year. Uh, the world is truly globalized. But th thinking about uh, like even older generations, uh, they might not have... Uh, that many people to talk to, you know, and actually helping them feeling connection to the time when they were uh, like, you know, younger, or they exp just felt some emotions and connection uh, to that long past gone uh, era, and just giving them an opportunity uh, to dive there and really uh, relieve again those emotions. Um, I think that's something great. Like, sounds like a great startup idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a couple of names. I'm not going to give them out here, so I want to make sure that I, I go ahead <laughs> and uh, go to Google and go ahead and uh, get those domain names before anyone takes them. But <laughs> I think what you're saying as well is um, for those individuals, like the boomer generation, how large that group is and how the things, and you're talking about a startup idea for that group utilizing this sense of, uh, belonging because they were the one of the most significant generations in our time here in the U.S. Uh, the opportunity is how can you tap into them when they are getting to that stage in their lives where they're going, they're losing their spouses, they are going to have to sell their house, mm -hmm. they're going to have to downsize. Like, what kind of services and help can they get um, during this age? And making sure that they apply that to the younger generation as well, because they're going to be built up in, in all of them. They're never going to know what the older generation understands about MySpace. And, and they when Facebook first came out, this is going to be their new experience right away. Yeah, and what I would personally love to, uh, to see the functionality in these new applications is that, um, you know, older generation has a lot of experience, right? But sometimes you just don't have time to talk to older people or maybe they're not very talkative, and it's it's it might not be that easy to find a connection, right? Because we're just people from different times. And uh, some applications that would help them preserve the, their, their wisdom, their life experience, their observations, right? Maybe uh, advice for the younger generation. So this uh, passing of data from older generations to younger generations uh, through AI applications, right? Because AI can actually talk to, uh, say, an older person, and record some ideas and thoughts here and there, and maybe ask questions in a non-intrusive way, like, you know, politely ask questions and so on. So, and then we can actually gather, uh, let's say, the collective memory of the generation of the 60s or 70s, you know, their experience or their life advice, and just, uh, you know, keep it stored uh, for the future generations. I think that's, that's how we create a true connection with our ancestors, with our past, hmm? Most definitely. And, and that's a, a good point about 
keeping connected. And folks, as you're listening to this, we want to make sure that you stay connected uh, with Automate Innovate. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you share this with friends and other coworkers and colleagues and other executives as we go through this discussion about automation and innovation and making sure that you're able to take advantage of everything that's coming out. So I'm Kendall. I'm Alex. And we will talk to you soon. You have a great day. Have a great day. This episode is sponsored by Electronique, the AI RPA platform that manages how humans and software bots work together. Visit electronique.com.